0: Welcome to the Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Welcome back. You're listening to episode 29 of The Body Nerd Show. You know I'm all about helping you understand what's happening in your body so that you can make more well-informed decisions, and today's episode is no different. Today I'm talking all about bursitis, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis. I'm covering all things inflammation and specifically all about those itises. We'll talk about what that means for you and your body, if this is something you're dealing with, and the best way to help your body and tissues recover, repair, and heal so that you never have to deal with it again. And no, it's not icing, and I will do an episode on that. ASAP. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in today. It really means a lot to know that you are taking some time out of your day to listen. And I really appreciate the messages that I get from you when you like an episode, when it resonates with you. Honestly, those messages and emails make my day. So thanks for that. And before we get into the show, I do want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the link to the Body Nerds group, and pretty much everything live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. There you can find links to Instagram where I post weekly bodywork fixes. I'm at Hala Famala. And also information on the Body Nerd Garage that's coming up real soon, October 12th and 13th, 2019 here in Los Angeles. It's a weekend of nerdiness. You know, I wouldn't do anything else. And there you'll learn the latest techniques to get stronger and more flexible in both body and mind from myself and some pretty smart friends. You can also find the body freedom self-assessment, which is a free quiz that based on your responses will guide you towards the best next step for you to getting rid of soreness, tension, stiffness, and pain. So again, all of that is over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So today we're talking about inflammation because the names for these issues are big and scary. Honestly, when you don't really understand what's happening, having a diagnosis of bursitis or plantar fasciitis or tendinitis, wherever it is in your body can be really, really scary. And honestly, I thought anatomy was this big, scary thing until I actually learned it and started to understand that these are just words that describe what's happening in the body. And as a side note, I probably should have taken Latin in high school. That would have made anatomy way easier. But I wanted to take French, you know, because French is so useful here in California. Oh, well. So, here's the deal about diagnoses and having names for things about why we're in pain. When you have a name, it feels like validation. It feels like someone has validated and recognized that, yes, you are in pain. Here is why. And it's really easy to start to wear it like a badge of honor. And the truth is, Itises are not usually that big of a deal, especially the run of the mill ones, such as bursitis, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis, all throughout your body. It's just the fancy anatomical term for inflammation. And inflammation is usually created from overuse. Oftentimes, we'll say pain can be caused from overuse, underuse, misuse, or abuse of a tissue. And it's the same with inflammation. And it can happen to any tissue in your body. So plantar fasciitis is an inflammation of the fascia. See how there's that itis at the end of the word fascia? It's inflammation of the fascia on the bottoms of your feet. And that usually is from overuse. The plantar fascia is being overloaded for some reason, and it doesn't have ample time to recover. And that's when we have pain. Achilles tendonitis, that's an inflammation of the tendon at the back of your leg, right where your calf becomes your heel. And that Achilles tendonitis, it's the same thing. That sheath, the covering around the tendon is being overloaded and it isn't able to repair itself fast enough to keep up with how quickly it's being overloaded bursitis is an inflammation of the bursa. You can have this in your shoulders. You can have this in your hip. Those are some pretty common areas. And the bursa is sort of like one of those dishwashing pouch things. Clearly, I don't have a dishwasher. Um, But those dish washing pouches, how they have a little bit of fluid in them. That's basically what a bursa is. And the job of a bursa is to keep the tendon from sliding directly over the bone. So it's a little bit of cushion to allow for more fluid movement to happen. But if it's getting overloaded and it can't recover fast enough, then it gets inflamed. And then you have bursitis. Another super common itis in the body is patellar tendonitis or jumper's knee, if you've heard of that. And it's an inflammation of the tendon that anchors your patella, that's your kneecap, to the front of your tibia or your shin. And all of these itises come about more often than not because that tissue is bearing more load or it's moving more than it was designed for. And because it's not able to keep up with that repair process, it becomes inflamed. It's a little bit because of the proteins that show up to try to help that recovery process. But also at some point, your body just can't keep up. And so pain is a way to slow you down and keep you safe. Pain is there to protect you. It's something to not be ignored, but it's not necessarily, especially in the case of these itises, it's not the end of the world. And it's also not something that you have to just put up with for the rest of your life. Now, the problem I see with most treatment programs of itises is that they only address the site of where that itis, that pain, is happening. And when you only address the symptom without getting to the root of the problem, it's never a permanent solution. Because that problem's probably going to come back because the cause of it has never been resolved. Because the real issue is that another tissue isn't doing its job and it's not carrying its weight. I realize there's a lot of rhyming happening in today's episode, but hopefully this idea helps. So if you imagine your body as a corporation and there's 206 muscles in your body, so imagine each of them is an employee and your brain is like the CEO and makes all the big, big, big decisions And let's take two muscles, your choice, any two. They're like Bob and Joe in accounting. So let's say that Bob decides to stop doing his work. And Bob is just kicking back, got his feet up on his desk. He's having a great time every single day, scrolling through Instagram. And, you know, he's having the time of his life. Is Bob going to be the one who's going to be angry and in pain? No. Joe is the one. Joe is also in accounting, remember? And Joe is now really mad that he has to do not only his work, but also Bob's work. But you see, Joe is going to put up with it for a while until Joe just can't take it anymore. And if you have ever worked in an office environment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When somebody just gets so fed up with having to do somebody else's work, and then they snap and they get really, really pissed. The same thing happens in your body. So let's take the plantar fascia, for example. The plantar fascia is Joe uh, and Bob most likely is your calf muscles. So the calf muscles are on vacation. Uh, They're not necessarily helping out with the foot. And oftentimes there's other muscles also involved that aren't holding their weight, but they're not the ones who are going to complain. And you might notice something if you actively go looking for it. But for the most part, what you notice is when Joe and accounting finally can't take anymore, and then you wake up and your foot hurts. So the plantar fascia and the plantar fasciitis is the end result of that plantar fascia being overloaded again and again and again and again. It's not just one time, which is also why just getting the plantar fascia to Calm down right to lessen the inflammation and the pain that's happening there. That is one piece of the puzzle. And it is a fantastic place to start. But if you don't also address what's going on in the rest of the leg and probably the hip and also the core of what's happening in the whole body, that plantar fasciitis is probably going to come back or it will come back as something else. The fix isn't just to address where it hurts. It's to figure out how to redistribute the entire load to get everyone on the same page as far as who is responsible for what. And when I say load, you can also think of work, right? The work that a area is doing, the muscles, the tendons, all of the tissues in the area. It's not just fascias. It's not just muscles. It's everybody. so figure out where do you need to release tension strengthen where you need to, and really work on rebalancing your brain and your body together so that it doesn't happen again. You can think of that as neuromuscular re-education. That's the fancy word for neuro and muscular relearning what the heck is going on. It really can be boiled down to as simple as getting everyone to pull their weight And everyone being all the tissues in your body, and making sure that your body is moving consistently in a way that builds strength instead of breaking you down. So, moving so that you are always getting stronger with everything that you're doing and you're not overloading any specific area. So, for example, I did have plantar fasciitis in college, and it started after I studied abroad in the Czech Republic cobblestones are no joke. And in fact, I've worked with some clients who have come back from trips and have ongoing issues with their feet because of the cobblestones. For us here, especially in Los Angeles where everything is paved and leveled, it's really a tame environment with which to walk on. So when you're in a new environment doing a lot of extra walking because I was only abroad for a month and then also add on top of that walking on all of these new surfaces, my body was not accustomed to it. My feet were not strong enough. And when I came back I had pain in my feet like, all the time, and it was also affecting my lower back and my back was aching. So it wasn't just limited to my feet. And if you've ever had plantar fasciitis, I'm sure that that wasn't the only place that you are having or had discomfort. Because I was working in the athletic training room, I had access to get custom orthotics made, which was pretty fancy, it was really cool. So not just run in the mill, but literally crafted to my foot to be the perfect fix. And to be honest, it did help with the pain. And that's the thing about braces. They are an excellent thing to use when you're actively in pain, because we want to break out of that pain cycle so that the brain doesn't just get obsessed with feeling pain all the time. It it too gets kind of stuck in that loop. But you don't have to use those braces forever if you also train your body to take care of itself. So I used to wear super cushioned soles. I had custom orthotics, the whole nine yards. And now I'm standing here barefoot. I wear barefoot sandals most of the time. And I can spend an entire day walking around on concrete in little to no support for my feet because that's what now feels best. I have worked to build the strength of my feet so that they don't need arch supports and pronation removal and all of those fancy things. And also, why are shoes that are less supportive, more expensive? And if you wear zero drop shoes, you know what I'm talking about. Ah. All of that's to say, I don't have plantar fasciitis anymore. And if I ever do start to feel some fatigue in my feet, which does happen, if I am out walking around for an entire day, I feel it. I'm not immune to feeling things, but the difference is that I know exactly what I need to do to address it. Just a couple months ago, I went on a hike with my friend and I hike Fairly regularly, but not on uneven terrain all the time. And I wore a pair of shoes that was more of the barefoot style, so less supportive. And my feet were really super tired after. So I noted that. And the next time I went hiking, I wore shoes that were slightly more supportive so that my feet don't get overworked. The issue isn't that we need to avoid things all the time. It's that we develop these aches and pains and soreness because we're not yet ready for them. So don't, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, just put a pin in it and you can come back to it later. So for me and my feet, I know what I can do. And I am constantly trying to just push the envelope a little bit. And I know that I can come home, roll my feet out, roll my calves out, do some activations, and I'm going to be good to go. And that is what being a body detective is all about, is being super mindful of how your body feels and how it responds. It's paying attention but then also taking action. And the best part is it doesn't have to be perfect action. I don't always get it right the first time, but taking action is the first step. And the path to being pain-free and feeling awesome and being a body detective, it is not a straight path, but you'll always eventually get to where you're going. So just take action and don't worry about it being perfect because you won't know what works or what doesn't until you try something. If you need some guidance about what that best next step might look like for you wherever you're at right now, be sure you check out that body freedom assessment or send me a message and let's figure out what is the next best step for you based on what you're doing right now. So hopefully we have illuminated all about inflammation. And so the next time you or a friend says, oh, well, I got bursitis, I can't do anything. You can let them know all about the bursa, all about your dishwasher fluid (laughs) and how they too can help make their body feel better. And it doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, it could take less than 15 minutes a day. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, getting nerdy, and not being afraid of the labels and diagnoses that might be thrown our way. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. I'm putting stuff out every week for you. And you can even head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I so appreciate those of you who have left five-star reviews. You are amazing thank you. And it helps other body nerds to find the show. I also want to hear your body nerd hacks. So leave me a quick message on the body nerd hotline. It's 818-396-6501. I'll put that in the show notes and tell me what you do on the daily to feel amazing. And you can also come find me on Instagram. I'm at halafamala. Tag me in your IG stories. Send me a DM. Come comment. I just love seeing body nerds being nerdy out in the world. Because together, we can spread the word that your body is super cool and you can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Listen, friend, we both know that you are not you when you're in pain. But the good news is you can change the unchangeable. Even if it seems like it's been forever, life without pain is 100% possible. And I can help you get there faster. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com and download the Body Freedom Assessment. You'll answer a few questions and then you'll know exactly what your next steps towards more days of awesome should be. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't even take you more than 15 minutes a day.